throughout Britain, men and women are foregoing the 9 to 5 jobs introduced during the Industrial Age as they embrace new technologies within the digital revolution. And these two chaps are here to help. Welcome to the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, the show about mindfulness and entrepreneurship in the digital economy. With your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. So, Jem. Yes. I was thinking. What was you thinking? That coming to the end of the tax year, though by the time this episode goes out, tax year's probably already ended. Yeah. But I've worked less this year than any other year, but earned more. Good for you. I know. Good stuff. I know, right? Well, I'm telling the tax man. There's obviously something wrong here. Something's not right. (laughs) How can you earn more and work less? Oh, God. Well, we're going to try and cover that today. Yes. A little bit. So, what is our actual episode about today? So, the episode today Mm -hmm. is about minimal viable lifestyle. Which we've kind of... Have we done that? Is that ours? Can we have that? I know you got, like... I, I think we might have, actually. I think we're Did the we first people to talk... One? I think we have. I'm going to... I think we need to copyright that now. MVL. MVL. Finding your MVL. A minimal viable lifestyle. I like that. And it's funny because we have been speaking to so many different entrepreneurs that we've interviewed, and everyone kind of touches on this subject of, especially when they were starting out, how they literally had to keep costs super low or mm-hmm. keep their lifestyle super low just mm-hmm. to kind of get things off the ground. So... That's exactly what we'll be talking about today in this episode. Yeah. Just ways that you can kind of... Because a lot of people say, like, they're at work or they've already got these bills or they're living in a certain apartment and they're like, how can I ever kind of go off and do an entrepreneurship thing with all these expenses and it's impossible. I need to always be covering how many thousand mm-hmm. pound a month or it's just not possible. I've got all these responsibilities and blah de blah de blah All these little kids. No, joking. <laughs> kids are, are a big responsibility. Yes. But, also, but there's also... You can work around that. Like we've had uh, entrepreneurs on who've got kids and they've mm-hmm. also worked on side gigs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yeah, so this episode is really about kind of managing all of that, really, mm-hmm. in in the most fundamental way. Yeah, and just really sort of reconnecting to like to really figure out what is your minimal. Yeah, exactly. What is your minimal? And we actually have a quote of this episode, don't we? Yes, we do. So I think you should do it for once. Yeah, but I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'll do the last name. Okay. Okay. So I'll do the quote. You do the name. Go for yeah. it. Yeah, okay. So the quote is, Our life is frittered away by detail. Simplify, simplify. And that's by Henry David Thoreau. <laughs> I believe. Oh, so you didn't even know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> Not really, but I just took that on the chin for you. Oh, bless you. Take him off the team. Cool. And so basically what he's saying there is that we add so much detail onto our lives. We kind of, I don't know, if we're talking about minimal viable living, we can kind of say, oh, we buy extra car, we buy cars, or we buy a sofa on finance, or we buy that mobile phone that has a... 24 month contract we buy all these little things that kind of just add to those expenses and Mm -hmm. they add so much detail to our lives and what he's saying is the more we simplify I think did Einstein say that as well like be as simple as possible but no simpler or something along those lines yeah and there's in fact there's loads of quotes about simplicity like uh, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication that one that's one of my favourite quotes um, ever Um, supposedly it must ring true to these people and there's that one which is uh I didn't have time to write you a short letter, so I wrote you a long one. Have you heard that one before? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that's what I'm saying. So obviously, all these clever people obviously realise the value in keeping things as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. And so, being such wise and clever people ourselves, we thought we'd found it. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you're blowing your own trumpet there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so we're going to sort of talk about our own experience with trying mm. to live that sort of minimal viable lifestyle and yeah yeah absolutely and uh, in fact I want to kind of hop in and kind of go from, from my perspective a little bit and actually go from my moving down to London thing yeah no I think it's really relevant. I think that's a good starting no, point no definitely go jump in um, so obviously to those that don't know uh, as well as a podcaster, I am an actor. Which makes you speak in that annoying voice. Yeah. Um, so, uh, when I finished uni at Northampton, like Chen, uh, I moved straight down to London to try and pursue an acting career, um, which I'm still pursuing, by yep. the way, just so you know. Um, and yeah, and one of the real struggles I found moving down was obviously London's quite an expensive place to live, so you've got to earn as much money as you possibly can, um, but then also doing that whilst pursuing my acting career which being an artistic career is not easy to get into as a full-time money maker um so i was doing the acting stuff on the side while spending the vast majority of my time um paying the bills with the day job um and over really the last well i've been here nearly four years now no it's gone so quick scary um but so over the last three and a half years um, I've slowly managed to to simplify my lifestyle um, using the whole minimal viable lifestyle thing um, to essentially give myself almost 24 hours in a day to work on my acting career. Mm-hmm. Which, even though my acting career still doesn't pay my bills, I'm still managing to focus the majority of my time on that, which is wonderful well you're pursuing your art and I kind of have a similar story I mean obviously like you you came down to London wanting to be an actor and stuff well I kind of went with the initial okay got to get myself a job got myself a job did it for about a year and a half and then obviously went travelling for a bit came back and then I was like actually you know what I want to try out this sort of entrepreneurial thing and so initially like you're thinking okay I'm so used to having a certain salary and then when you step away from that sort of nine to five suddenly you're like actually I haven't got no money coming in each month and I've literally got to strip my lifestyle back so luckily like I, I was living with my parents and you can kind of all right you change your your mobile phone to sort of like a sim only deal and you're kind of really conscious of where your money goes and I think for me that was a massive lesson mm-hmm. because I think like we said in, in, in the intro, like you, you get so much extra sort of details onto your life. Mm-hmm. You kind of get comfortable buying yourself new trainers at the end of the month or wearing certain clothing or going out every weekend. And I think initially when you kind of start to pursue whatever sort of entrepreneurial venture, whether you're an actor or you're kind of doing anything sort of creative, you kind of have to really strip things back initially. And for a lot of people, that's hard to take, really. Yeah, yeah, big time. Um, I want to ask, actually, Jem, how much of a difference do you think it has made with you living with your parents and not living elsewhere like I am? Yeah, it's, I, well, obviously, for me, when you're starting out, for anybody who'd been a creative like yourself, you were even saying, if my parents were in London, I definitely would have moved in with them. Because definitely. I think the main aim, really, especially if you're kind of trying to pursue that entrepreneurial venture, or you're kind of trying to follow that that dream or that passion that you have, you have to kind of be comfortable with understanding that it's not going to be ideal. It's never going to be ideal. No. You're not going to have, I don't know, you've got, I've got quite a big family, so a lot of people in the house, and you kind of have to accept that, 
okay, I'm not going to be... Like, I see my friends who are, like, renting apartments, paying, like, one and a half grand per month, and that's it. They're kind of living just to pay their rents. And sometimes you think, well, all right, I don't have that sort of... That that, that now, I don't have that sort of feeling, a bit like how we had at university, where you have mm-hmm. your own space and stuff. But the trade-off is that you're working on the thing that you really want to pursue is kind of understanding that, okay, I've got to take some sort of... I don't know, it might not be ideal now, but in the future, I'll, I'll have all that, and I'll be doing something I really love. And so I think when you are kind of trying to pursue obviously something off your own back and it's, it's something that you, you're really passionate about I think you're more willing to take those sacrifices really yeah definitely so let's talk about specifically about the, the minimal viable lifestyle aspect mm-hmm. which is kind of what the whole episode is about um, do you want to explain yeah. a bit more about the concept of that yeah I think to be honest initially I was thinking okay it's very sort of finance based so it's kind mm-hmm. of like okay reduce your expenses as much as possible by maybe not the most expensive food like people might think or um yeah find ways where you can kind of live somewhere cheaply Mm -hmm. or get rid of your car people think all those sort of things but also minimal viable lifestyle also goes back to kind of exactly what you said there like you now have a job that i think is a great job for anybody who's trying to pursue like whether it's entrepreneurship or act or any sort of creative endeavor it's kind of finding those jobs that are really low demanding so that actually they free up a lot of your time so minimal viable lifestyle is not just um, reducing your expenses it's actually reducing the time in which you have to earn that money oh big time as well so it's kind of making you so someone might think well I've got to give 8 hours of my day and I get paid 8 to 10 pound an hour on minimum Mm -hmm. wage but if there's a way that you could actually work two hours a day and get paid £50 per hour, you've covered those costs and what you've done is you've minimalised your lifestyle on the basis of how much you earn yeah. in that time. And then you freed up the rest of that time to go and work on, on your craft or work on the thing that you want to mm-hmm. pursue. So, yeah, it's, it's, very, it's something that isn't stuck in finances. But I think initially when you're starting now, I think that's the first place to go looking because usually no. that's the part where you've added a load of extra baggage which doesn't need to be there. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's start with the finance bit then. Okay. Because um, I think that's where I certainly started. Mm-hmm. In fact, I even remember saying to you, I've sussed it. <laughs> I know how much I need every month. Um, uh-huh. And that was a big game changer in terms well, of Well, maybe it's worth you sort of talking through that process then. So obviously, yeah. what did you do? Did you kind of like put all your expenses together? Did you find out what you actually need or what you don't need? I know we both of us have certain subscriptions to uh-huh. stuff that we kind of overlook. So yeah, talk yeah. about that So process. So basically... Um, I started off with my rent first of all I said okay well first, most important thing is I have somewhere to live so uh, <laughs> starting know, with your Maslow's hierarchy right, needs yeah, exactly. I have a roof I have shelter right. so how much does the roof over my head cost me per month but was I just want to dive into that quickly yeah. was that also like a choice because obviously a lot of people say well I could go live in a crappy area or a more run down area well, was that, that well that's that where you couple? have to kind of de- decide uh, exactly what sort of lifestyle you want or need mm-hmm. um, because I actually around this time that I was doing this I was I shortly moved mm-hmm. um, which did change my monthly expense um, but and actually where I moved to was more expensive but fell more into the lifestyle that I actually wanted mm-hmm. so it completely justified the expense so so really that's more of a personal question you have to decide you know what do I need like um, the place that I moved to which is more expensive than the place I was living before um, is five minutes away from my day job mm-hmm. um, and so actually the time 
again you say you knew you were saving time off that journey right. which meant okay more time to put into the acting right. so exactly what you're trying well i guess so what it's you're an saying, exchange of value yeah it's an exchange of value but you're also saying like yeah what do i what do i expect like some people are quite comfortable living on a maid's sofa if that's available but mm-hmm. then it's like well or not even having their own room or having to, i mean not having to like share a bathroom with someone mm-hmm. in an apartment or something like that so well, well you, that's the thing as well because also you have to consider the stability of the situation because mm-hmm. okay great yeah you could stay on uh, a mate's sofa for a for a bit in fact I did that between moving Mm -hmm. Um, but it gets to the point where it's like well am I invading someone's space and how long am I going to be able to stay there for and you're no longer sort of that's not your priorities kind of not being in people's way rather than actually should I be searching for sort of acting roles or should I be creating that website that I need to be making exactly so so start with start with the roof over your head I think is a really good because that's probably going to be your biggest expense every month anyway most likely Mm -hmm. Um, unless you have a crazy lifestyle. And I've actually heard loads of entrepreneurs say, like, like if you can live with parents for as long as possible, especially as a young entrepreneur, mm. if you can do that, and you know you might have to pay your parents a little bit of rent mm-hmm. here and there, but if you can, it just makes you more safer. Then you're not thinking... Oh, God, yeah. You're not thinking, okay, I've got that rent that has to come at the end of the month, but I'm trying to start this venture mm. up, and I haven't got the money, and I'm worried. Because literally, as soon as you put yourself in that sort yeah. of fear state, and you're worrying about money... That's it. All creativity is dead. All motivation goes because, again, it goes back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel you've got that shell or that security, you're naturally going to be in this sort of heightened sort of cortisol stress mode, and then nothing productive is going to come out of it. Yeah, and I mean, I can vouch for that as well. I left my parents' house when I was 18 because I just wanted to get out of the house. There were seven of us living in a three-bedroom house. Oh yeah. God, that was crazy. Um, so I, I I up to left fairly quick, and then actually so did my sister and. A little kid, which actually meant that there were then <laughs> hardly any people in the three bedroom house. The parents were loving it. Yeah, um, and and yeah, I mean, my God, if I could turn back time, I would have waited until I went to uni because my financial situation would be so much better now, so much better now. Mm-hmm. But there you go, life decisions and all that. Um, so yeah, so start with your rent, and then look at basically you just have to lay down all of the bills that you need need to pay. Mm-hmm. And just the ones that you need to pay. Anything else that you don't need to pay, so don't would, worry. Would Sky TV be in there, Wayne? Um, <laughs> again, it really depends on <laughs> on your requirements for lifestyle. Because, for example, if you want to go into sports journalism, Good I point. would advise that yes, you do need to pay for uh-huh. Sky TV because you want Sky Sports. Yeah. So it really does depend on what, like there are certain bills that I put into my. I have to pay these bills because they developed my career. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those, for example, being um, a Cineworld card, which mm-hmm. if you don't know what one of those is, it's basically a £15 a month card, maybe £16 a month card, but basically it allows you to go and see as many films as you'd like every month but- at the cinema, which to me was a, is a career investment. Yeah, that's So for me, saying. that's a need rather mm-hmm. than a luxury. I mean, obviously, it's great that I can go and do that, but it's important for my career to be able to go and see these new big films that everybody's talking about and understand why people are talking about them and all that sort of stuff. So it's also kind of categorising your things in things that are a self-investment towards the thing you're right. pursuing. Yeah. So that's kind of how you yeah. sort of split yeah, them yeah. up. Um, but, you know, if, if if as you're putting this all together and you're looking at how much your lifestyle is going to cost you, there are things that you can strip away. If, if I looked at it and thought, oh, actually, no, I'm not never going to be able to make this in a month at this point, um, where, what do I get rid of? The Cineworld card probably would have been the, one of the first things to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you if you start with what you kind of need at, 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 at peak, oh, yeah. 
um, and then you can 11. strip. Then you can strip back <laughs> yeah. because you'll probably find once you've put all of these need bills that you need to pay together, you probably look at it and go, "Oh, actually, that's not all that much." And then you can go because actually, food didn't come into it at this point. Okay. <laughs> Which okay, yes, Maslow's hierarchy of needs and all that. Well, your roof, your roof, your roof's over your head, right. but yeah, you're not fed, so I don't know how long you're going right. to survive underneath that roof. But I mean. By the point that I got to, right, how much... The reason food didn't come into it was because I was looking at wanting to be able to put a fair amount of money into food mm-hmm. every month. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at my needs, and then the food then came later, so I can go, okay. Because there's no sort of fixed amount that you pay for food. You're gonna, you've got to buy food, but it's not like you can go, okay, well, rent every month is this much, food every month is this much. Yeah. So that was the logic behind that, and then I kind of adjusted the amount to sort of how much I could afford. And then I gave myself a window for just kind of just general spending, like going out and seeing friends and things, because being social and having that sort of social life is important as well. So from there, I worked out that actually, at the time that I did it before I moved, it was about £700 a month was all I needed. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of gone up since I moved to about £800 a month, which mm-hmm. really... But really is quite a low amount that people think, wait a minute, how the hell can you live in London on £800 a right. month and pursue your acting career and kind of have this lifestyle which allows you to spend time doing a podcast? <laughs> right, exactly. So so then what becomes important, and this was, this has kind of come throughout the whole time of me living in London, is really, really valuing your time. That is the biggest thing that has changed my life is just my time being far more important. Because if somebody says, oh, well, you know, we're going to offer you X, X amount of hours at work, you, the automatic reflex in someone's head is goes, oh, more money. Mm-hmm. But because I've gone, well, I've got my 800 quid for the month, mm-hmm. that's excess money that I don't need, it'd be nice to have, then I'm empowered to say, well, no, I don't need that money. Why do you think people have that sort of mentality? Why do you think we're kind of... I mean, I have my own opinion on it, but why do you Mm -hmm. think that people kind of straight away, more money, more money, quickly, quickly? Because I think we haven't been educated how to manage our finances. We haven't been educated how to manage our time. And we've been brainwashed on some level into thinking that money is the be-all and end-all. It's kind of like money is security. More security is the thing to pursue. (laughs) Right, exactly. And actually... Once you get get beyond your minimal viable lifestyle, actually money doesn't mean security. All money means is choice. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the best thing that you, you can take from it, really, is the fact that, okay, I've got the money that I need, so my security's covered. Now, if I want to improve on things, then I need more money. But then you look at it as improvement and choice rather than necessity. No, definitely. And how do you think, like, obviously, we both at university together, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, it's kind of a lot harder, like they say, it's a lot harder to come down from, like, what you're currently at. So if someone's always been living a three grand a month lifestyle, to then think, actually, you know what? Pursue... I really don't think it is all that hard. Okay. Um, I went through, over the last few months, because um, of Christmas and blah, 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 I had to kind of make small cuts on my lifestyle. And actually, once you've got your whole minimal viable lifestyle and you know what you need versus what you don't need, it's fairly easy to go, well, I don't need that, cut that out, don't need that, cut that out, I don't need that, cut that out. And 
it's been so much easier to manage my finances yeah, but during that, a tough time because but, I'm going, well, I don't need that, I don't need that, I don't need that, and I don't need that. But do you think that's because of our sort of background? I know university, you were probably the most, like, efficient person ever at spending money. <laughs> <laughs> efficient also on the borderline of... <laughs> I don't poverty, know how you, poverty. Yeah, poverty. But that's what I'm saying. But do you think... Because some people might not have ever experienced being on that mini-ball. They think, no, I'm not going to go without a car. I'm not going to go without... Yeah, but do you, know why, do you know why I had to be so efficient at uni? Because in first year, I really wasn't. <laughs> so, well, you saw that learning. So, I had to, I, I overspent during first year, which mm-hmm. then meant I had to compensate for it in second, well, second year, not so much third year, because mm-hmm. um, my financial situation changed. Um, but in second year, I definitely had to compensate for the fact that I'd spent more beyond my means. Did it sort of surprise you that you could survive on such a small amount? How much would you spend in that, a month at uni? I mean, on food at, on uni? I know you pretty Well, low. I think the more shocking thing was actually. Um, the summers mm-hmm. because when we were at uni it was at the peak of the financial crisis Birmingham was hit harder than most places in the country which a few people in London didn't understand but let's not get into that <laughs> <laughs> a few bitchy conversations with people uh, implying that I was lazy anyway let's not, not get bitter, into that not bitter no chip on my shoulder uh, but carry yeah. on Wayne carry on <laughs> um, but yeah no uh, so you know Getting a job in Birmingham uh, during the summers as a student when nobody was hiring anyway, let alone students, was Mm -hmm. damn near impossible. Um, And so I think I managed to last the summer, which was then for, what, us 10 weeks, Mm -hmm. on about 100 quid. Bloody hell. (laughs) So spending essentially no more than a pound a day. (laughs) That was impressive um i managed it i don't know how well actually no i do i was bored out of my head that's mm-hmm. how i managed but that's what i think is quite good actually because i've heard of there's like a, um, a charity that does that where they get people to live off like i think it's a pound a day mm-hmm. and it's kind of like i think those sort of exercises are so important for oh, people to do every so often definitely. just to kind of reconnect with oh my god i don't need to go to pret and pay seven pound mm-hmm. for a bit of lunch actually i can actually buy quite a lot of a pound i think too many people get sort of like i don't know kind of so comfortable with that kind of higher level living mm-hmm. and that if they were to say lose their job yeah. they would literally be like my life is over well, I'm I had to, you remember when I got this uh, acting job before Christmas and I found out that I was going to have to fork out a lot of money up front for my travel which obviously I was going to get back once the job was finished but I had to find all this money up front to, to travel to this mm-hmm. job um, which I think I needed to find something like 600 quid in the space of two months mm-hmm. you know which is you know a fair amount on someone that's earning as much as I am uh, 600 quid in two months uh, but I managed it and the way I managed it I was I said okay well I've got a daily budget of five pounds mm-hmm. and I did it it was easy it was far easier than I expected actually but I think a lot of listeners probably going to listen back to this and be like wait a minute Wayne does, Wayne's an actor he's working this uh, this time he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's living in London on 700 pounds a month people a lot of people be like that can't be possible um, do you know what I have found that particularly people moving to London and things and people living in London, they're paying far too much rent. And mm-hmm. I think there's a panic when it comes to finding somewhere to live. There's a bit of a panic of, I need to find somewhere, I need to find somewhere. And they just go with the first place that they find. Mm-hmm. And they don't actually shop around for a decent price. For what I'm paying for the place that I'm staying in now, I, know, it's a really I nice would have place. got a shithole <laughs> for the same price in the same area. Yeah. And... Uh, like that would be non-bills included right what I'm paying now is a really nice place 
I get more than bills included. Like some of the stuff I've got a great deal. Yeah. But it's because I shopped around. Mm-hmm. And I think there's an element of wanting a quick win, is it which is so thing? short term. It's again, it's probably that panic of security. I need a place, I need uh-huh. a place, or I need to get anywhere. Because I have never, I've, I've, okay, I've lived in two places uh, in London, but on both of those, I have paid incredibly good rent mm-hmm. and had some pretty nice places. And that's just because of patience and waiting to find the right place. So obviously, I know, I've, I've been the same. Like, I, you know myself when I was sort of getting going myself and things mm-hmm. have started to really pick up for me. But, like, I think one of the biggest things you sort of deal with once you're kind of living on that meaningful lifestyle is that actually sometimes you've got a lot of free time on your hands as well. Uh-huh, yeah. And it's kind of like you say, you thought, well, buy back that time. But mm-hmm. often people say, well, what am I actually going to do with that free time? And sometimes that <laughs> gets a bit of it. It's a challenge yeah. in itself. Yeah. Um, I still face that challenge daily, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not a bad cha- not bad. Uh, it's not a bad dilemma. First world problems. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it is a, it is a daily challenge because, as, as you said, like, you've got work that you need to get done, but actually you've managed your time so well that you get that work done very quick, mm-hmm. and then you've got all this excess time. Um, and... You can you can do one of two things with it. You can embrace the fact that you've got this spare time and utilise it to do what you want to do. Work on your business. <laughs> Work on your business or mm-hmm. sit and play video games, if that's what you want to do. Um, I mean, that's the whole point of doing this. It's so that you can utilise your time how you want to utilise it um, and stop kind of working for the man. Um, you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, but, you know, I'd say, obviously, the better thing to do is, is be more productive because then you get you do get more uh, return on investment for your time, whether that's financially, socially or whatever, um, which you can then utilise in other, in other ways to improve your lifestyle further and just kind of snowball uh, with it. But, I mean, if you, if you want to just spend time with your family or your friends during that time, so be it. Yeah, that's definitely one thing I've sort of taken away back out of this sort of trying to live that sort of minimal viable lifestyle is just kind of it really sort of expose you to kind of what you value most. Like mm-hmm. because you're not always pursuing to get as much money as possible, to earn as much as possible, to let people know what kind of salary that I'm on so that people accept me, mm-hmm. you kinda of actually have it kind of expose you actually, oh now I've got time to focus on my health or now I've got time to actually make time for my friends, or I've got mm-hmm. time to actually give something back through the podcast or I've got time to kind of go to cinema to educate myself but also pick up some books and sort of educate myself so I think yeah what sort of experience do you have to use it sort of opened your eyes to sort of well it's interesting actually I was having a conversation with someone uh, the other day um, who I met for lunch just down the road from my house because I can because I've controlled mm-hmm. my time um, yeah we met for lunch and she was kind of saying you know I, I don't really like London as much as I thought I would and actually this is something I'm finding with a lot of love of my friends are suddenly disappearing from London I don't know if well, it's something that, I've said a lot of people, <laughs> I think a lot of people came down to London especially from our uni and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. everyone's sort of gone away and yeah. thought it's not the dream the, the, yeah. the London dream everyone because hoped for because London is a busy place and it's a stressy place if you let it get to you and yes yeah, so as she was saying you know I'm thinking I might I might leave London eventually and blah 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 blah. Uh, she said because it's just I just find myself constantly stressed and never at ease and then I was like well I'm fine <laughs> she was like yeah I just want serenity I was like I'm serene she was like yeah I can kind of I kind of get that from you actually you're always calm and that's one of the biggest well you know what I can be like if I'm stressed I'm like, <laughs> oh my god I hate the world ah! <laughs> um, and like the frequency of that in the last two years since 
I've started to have 100% control of my time has drastically reduced. I mean, if you if you catch me on a bad morning, then you better make him a good you, cup of tea. You better make me a good cup of tea, right? Um, but but you know, I'm far calmer. I'm, I'm just much more relaxed, much less stressed, just because of. And it all starts with working out how much I need to earn every month. Because once you go, oh. That's it. That's all I need to earn. That's all I need to earn every month. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, you're much more relaxed because you're not chasing the dollar. Yeah, yeah. you're just kind of going. Well, all I need to do is work this many hours, uh, this amount of pay, and then the rest is up to me. If I want to have a nicer lifestyle than that, then I have to work more. Obviously, yeah, if you've got, if you're planning a holiday, you say, okay, well, maybe I just need to add a few more extra hours right. here and there, or take on an extra job here and there. And you'll probably find, and this is what's happened to me since I went. Oh, well, I only actually need to earn eight hundred quid a month. Um, suddenly my actually how much I have been earning has gone up because then it's 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 you're not reacting to a need you're reacting to a uh, an option you're going well yeah well I've already earned my 800 quid for the month so you you want to off, offer me an extra day shift yeah I'll take that extra day why not because I can make up for it with all this time management that I've done and, and now I'm earning more than I've ever earned ever so people are probably thinking, Wayne, you live in London, you've got this comfortable lifestyle. Yes. Let people know the kind of job that you do. Because we actually spoke mm-hmm. about this and I actually saw this on a topic on, um, I think it was on uh, Hacker News. And people were talking about like... I is, think I saw this post as well. Is, yeah. is, there a, is there jobs that you can do that kind of are low kind of, yeah, not what's the word, sort of like, they don't take too long to do uh-huh. and they kind of don't pull you away from maybe doing your work. Mm-hmm. So obviously, maybe talk about some the job you do first and maybe other jobs similar to it that people uh-huh. could do if they kind of want to write on the side or they mm-hmm. want to be an actor or they want to be an entrepreneur. Well, the short answer is, yes, there are jobs out there. That's the short answer. Uh, my job, my day job, even though it's not really a day job, it's more of a night job, um, is I work on the reception of a hotel, um, a very small hotel, thankfully, um, and I'm there to answer the phone, check people into the hotel, and lay out for breakfast. Now, a bit with it being a small hotel, there's not that many people that can check in in one day. And also because of that, it doesn't get that many phone calls in one night. Um, and also, once I'm done there, I spend my night as the night porter at the hotel as well. Which basically means I'm on site in case of emergency, but I'm essentially in bed. Getting paid to sleep. Getting paid to sleep. Not a huge amount, but just in case. Um, More than most people get paid to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So on that aspect alone, I'm getting paid to do what I'd go home and do anyway. Mm -hmm. Win! Um, So, and obviously, with the age of the internet, um, these sorts of jobs are perfect now because most of the work that you need to get done can be done online. And even if you don't have to do the work online... With things like the cloud and Google Docs and things like that, you can just get the work done on your work computer, save it to the cloud, and have it for when you get home to just carry on. Um, The joy of my job is the fact that there is so little to do. Um, I probably spend on a busy... Well, not a busy... Yesterday was busy. I didn't have any downtime yesterday at work. Yesterday was busy. But on a sort of middling evening... Um, you know, I'll probably work two or three hours of my seven-hour shift doing stuff that's not related to what I want to do um, and spend the rest of the time working on stuff that is related to what I want to do. And obviously you've got all the whole day as well free. Right, exactly. Um, and the great thing is about the job is 
is my employers know that there isn't a huge amount for me to do. Um, so they're kind of quite comfortable with me to, obviously if stuff needs to get done, that's the priority because that's what they're paying me there to, to be there for. Um, but then as soon as that stuff's done, unless they give me anything else to do, the time's mine. And are there any sort of like other jobs as well that are similar? I know, like, I guess security work and stuff security where you're kind of sitting mate. in front of a computer kind yeah. of checking cameras and stuff like that. And I know people think, wait, this is a show about entrepreneurship. It should be business. It should be all this, folks. But you've got to think, like, when you're starting out, you still have those bills, those initial costs mm-hmm. to cover. Mm-hmm. And these are the kind of ideal jobs that actually are available, whereas most people kind of, I want to start a business, but then they kind of go and take on a, a proper nine-to-five job mm-hmm. and they wonder why in the evening they and have actually, no And energy. actually, if you think about it from a business perspective... I mean, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to, because I don't think anybody from my day job listens to this. <laughs> but from a business perspective, somebody else is paying me to run my business. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's for me to pay, be able to afford to pay myself those wages, I'd have to make a lot of money on the business. Whereas somebody else is pumping money from their business into my business. Is During the, the start. During process. the start, yeah. yeah. So it's it's a win-win um, because you get to spend the time working on your business and you get paid to work on your business, which really is what we all want to work towards anyway, right? Yeah. To be able to live off of our business. And this is a perfect setup where actually you don't need to earn enough on like huge amounts on your business because somebody else is already footing your personal bills for you mm-hmm. so and then you just use that to build momentum with your business and I think the thing that probably that holds a lot of people back is kind of like that again it goes back to well I don't, if I don't have a car how am I going to get around if I don't have those good trainers if I can't go out every weekend like what will people think of me what my friends think I think it's kind of a lot of people are trying to please people so maybe mm. someone might see that role and say wait a minute Wayne you're on a podcast talking about entrepreneurship but you're <laughs> but you're also working in the hotel in the evening mm-hmm. but then when you kind of break it down you say well actually that is the job that I do. I have, I own all my, the rest of the hours of my day and I work on my business while I'm working on my day job while right. I get things off the right. ground and pursue my career. Right. So if I, let's put it, let me put it this way. Uh, so I've just said on a middling day, uh, I spent probably work three hours maximum on stuff that doesn't really interest me in terms of developing my career and my business and things like that. Okay. So out of 24 hours of the day, I have got 21 to do with what I want. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. The only caveat is that for some of those, I have to be in a particular building. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, obstacles go, <laughs> I think that's a pretty all right one, right? So, yes, okay, we, you know, we should be talking about entrepreneurship, but three hours of work to get paid, obviously more than £800 a month, mm-hmm. Right? To, like to that's, that's good business and to continue pursuing your time right. and that's what I think that's people, good business but that's what people I think are probably don't see is kind of actually looking at time as value in itself like mm-hmm. you said you said that at the beginning it's yeah. kind of we only value if you're making money from something but you don't kind of put a price you don't put a cost on how much time you got to spend with right. your friends or you don't put a cost on whether you got to that gym for one hour at lunchtime because I mean that will come and bite you back in the ass later on in life but it's kind of like People don't put a value on, on owning their own time. Right, and, and I think that's that's the biggest problem. As soon as I started going, well, hang on a second, how much could I earn in this time? Or how much could I develop my career in this time? Uh, like, what's the return on investment of the time for this for me? Um, and I slow once I started making that transition, I slowly started just pulling the plug 
out of the things which didn't value my time. And it is all about respecting your time. Everybody's got the same amount of time in every single day. And yet some people earn a shit ton in one day. And then there are other people that are on pittance. And you have to ask why. And the reason why is the people that earn a shit ton put more value on their time. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as. You'll never see a rich person go in and go, yeah, I'll do that for £7 an hour. They'll go, no, 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 no. Like, this needs to be worth my time. Mm-hmm. And that's how you have to start framing things. Is this worth my time? And if the answer's no, then don't do it. Especially, I mean, everyone throws around... Particularly sort of, once you've got your minimal viable lifestyle covered. Well, everyone sort of throws around that sort of idea of, oh, you, and most people really, in general, I mean, you start a business to kind of fund the lifestyle. Everything mm-hmm. you do is kind of a lifestyle business because right. you're hoping to live that life on your terms. And I think that that's the way that people need to look at it. It's kind of like... How much of your time are you owning? And um, yeah, yeah. So I was wondering. What I'm, just doing, doing, I'm just doing. I'm just doing. I'm just doing calculations. I'm just going <laughs> to do a quick calculation. So let's say it is eight hundred pounds a month that you need, right? So we're going to divide that by uh, four <laughs> weeks in a month, right? So that's two hundred quid a week that you need to earn. Okay. So let's say you work five days a week. So that's forty pounds a day that you need to earn, right? So divide that by let's say six pounds fifty. Uh, so you need to work. Uh, 6.15 hours a day, five days a week. But the way that I would probably look at that... On minimum wage. Yeah, on minimum wage. But the way I would look at that is if you've got a skill set or you've got something that is valuable, if you obviously are going for jobs or careers and you've got, I don't know, whatever skills you have, you could make those skills... You can sell those skills to other people. So whether, Mm -hmm. like me, I do video production. So my hour is not minimum wage hour. Like, my, I have a day rate for my video, and it is a lot higher than, say, that person might get in one... in one whole week that they need... They earn in that whole week. And that's why I say to myself, as long as I can do one video production job a month, my, like you say, my minimal viable living costs are covered. So what, I could do one video a month and live on basically what I was getting when I was working, selling all my time to a company. Which is what you've done. Yeah, And I think you earn more than I do, and you work less. Yes. (laughs) A lot Um, less. That's because you valued your time more. But then then I I don't think for what I do for my evening job, I don't think I could ask for more because I don't provide the value to them. But that's what I'm saying. But they provide the value to me, so I'm willing to take that punt because actually whilst I'm there, I don't have to worry about my bills. My bills are covered. And as I say, I get to spend 21 hours of my day doing what I want, whether that's sleeping or what. But what you said there is, I mean, Jim Rohn says, Jim Rohn says it all the time. It's like, depending on how much value you bring to the market. So obviously when I do video production for people, it's valuable to them. And so the pay is a lot higher per mm-hmm. however long it takes me. And so like you, yours is a low skill, a lower skilled thing because you're just sitting there and working on your own business. But there's times when each of those are good for each other. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, like you said, you just sat there and quickly calculated how much you would need to earn. And that's what enough people need to do is work out the minimal viable living and work backwards and say, hey, wait a minute, how much do I actually need to earn a week rather than how much do I kind of expect or assume that I need mm-hmm. to earn? Because the biggest issue I see um, is people working jobs that they hate earning more than they need to earn. <laughs> right? That's a really good They're point. earning more than they need to earn in a job that they really, really hate. It's like, well, you're se- you're literally selling your soul. But then again, but then I think as well that kind of leads to sort of self-sab- self-sabotaging behaviour because you say, well, they say most people are one paycheck away from being like homeless. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem is people don't know them in more viable living. And so maybe they end up spending on ridiculous things outside of what they need. Even though they've got the baseline covered, they're somehow still spending up or over what they're actually earning. So okay. it kind of... If you hate what you do constantly, you're constantly finding ways mm-hmm. to escape it. So, And I mean, if, if I look at when I've been, like, when money's been tight, 
for me, it's usually been because I've I've overspent on things I don't need. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. It's when I've bought things that I don't really need, but I go, oh, that'd be really good to get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I spend it, and then I go, oh, shit. <laughs> Shouldn't have spent that because then something will happen unexpected financially, like a massive bill will come in that I wasn't anticipating, and then I go crap, and now I've lost my buffer. So the last point I just want to cover before we wrap things up is obviously people were thinking, okay, there's a very there's a very thin line between poverty and having that minimal mm. minimalist, minimalist um, sort of lifestyle. So what mm-hmm. are the key things so that you're not verging on poverty? Ooh. I mean, is it does that just go back to actually? knowing your values are saying I'm not going to live in a place that's like this or I'm, I am I want this much amount of time or actually putting a value on how much your time is worth I know mm. when we go back to um, previous interviews um, uh, Junior said himself that he has a, a, has a set price that he puts on his hours of his mm-hmm. day so mm-hmm. that he can qualify whether the task is worth doing yeah uh, that is a very good question which I wasn't actually anticipating um for me, for me myself, it's just like yeah, really knowing like I live minimalist, but I still buy good quality, high quality food for right. myself. Right. So I could be because we with both the... live minimalist. Yeah. But I wouldn't. I'd say we have bloody great lifestyles for how much we spend. But that's what I'm saying. So I go to the gym. I have a gym membership. I have really good, high quality food. I don't want to have crappy food because mm-hmm. I know it doesn't make me feel good. So it's kind of knowing what I'm. I would rather not spend on. So maybe at the moment I have a SIM only contract on my phone. So they're things that I kind of balance out. They're my values. I'll Mm -hmm. spend more on health products, but I'll spend less on entertainment and kind of, I don't know, Mm -hmm. things that I don't feel are as valuable to me. Yeah, I think it goes back to what I said near the beginning. It's really about, as you say, the lifestyle that you want. You can rent a shithole if you don't mind living in a (laughs) shithole, right? To be blunt. If you only want to spend 300 quid a month on rent, fine. If that's what you want to do, so long as you're comfortable with the fact that the place you're living in is probably going to look like shit, particularly if you're living in London, my God. But as long as that means if that person is pursuing their passion is doing the thing right? they love, then why If that doesn't? doesn't bother you, that's fine. If you want to work or, or live somewhere with nice surroundings, then obviously you're going to have to foot the bill for that. You know, if you want to uh, pursue, as I said, you know, sports journalism, for example, if that's where you want to go, then yes, you probably are going to have to spend the money on getting Sky Sports. Um... But that's the choices that you have to make that nobody can really make for you. But you have to clearly differentiate what is a need versus what is a want. Um, I'd say if it's towards your career, it's a need more than a want. But even then, there's there's a line to draw. It's mm. something superfluous. Like, yes, I've got my Cineworld card. And yes, I could subscribe to Empire magazine every, every month if I wanted to, um, which I did at one point. But then actually I thought, well, actually, this doesn't actually provide that much value in terms of my career um, when I can find most of the news stories online and things. So I'm going to cut that cost. And yes, it was a tiny cost, but it's a cost all the same. So you have to draw that line between need and uh, and want Um, And I think that's what's going to serve you best. And always, always, always value your time as the most valuable thing that you have, because it is the most valuable thing. You've got a finite amount. Definitely. I like that, Wayne. Good stuff. Yeah, so just put a price on your time. And another thing I just just were touching on, one last point, is just like, who are you trying to please with those things, those extra things? If it's to please yourself and it's in your value system, if there's certain garments or things you wear just to please other people they're the things you kind of need to really take a good look at because they're usually the things that end up costing you a lot more money mm. it's always when I'm kind of doing something to please somebody else or going away or kind of doing something that I want that what, what it brings rather than the actual value it's for me I don't know mm. if that makes too much sense but 
Yeah, so hopefully you've, you've looked at this episode and I've thought, Jim and Wayne are two cheap dudes, or you're going to think, <laughs> or you're going to actually think, actually, do you know what? Maybe I don't need to live with as much of the things I have, and maybe actually I do need to start thinking about a way to sort of buy back more time into my life, because exactly like Wayne says there, that is what we're all equal. We've all got a certain amount of hours that are available to us, and yeah, if, you're, if your hour's worth, if your one hour of Wayne time or one hour of gem time is minimum wage, so be it. But if, unless you increase your own value, that can go up and you can buy back a lot more of those hours. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Cool. So, before we wrap things up... Yes. We want to ask something of you guys. Yep. As we always do. This week, Instagram. Get on Instagram. If you're not on Instagram... Then get on Instagram. Yeah, I'm always sharing. Everybody's them. there these days. It, it's moving there. It is moving there. Very well, it's been moving there for ages. Mm-hmm. Taken off. But um, I'm, I'm basically, I'll, I'll be sharing a lot of my sort of quotes that I put out there. I get a lot of like, I read a lot of books every week, maybe three to five books a week. And so I'm always taking like shots of like clippings that I've taken from the books I've read. And yeah, you might find it useful also sharing photos of ourselves when we're podcasting. And yeah, just follow us on there. So how do they follow us on there? Oh, Jim? it's powerful underscore nonsense. Yes. Just check it. Cool. And do we have a question of the episode? <gasps> I know. Why don't we ask people, what one thing could you take out of your life? That's what I was going to go with. And yeah, what one thing could you take out of your life to make your life a little bit more minimal? Lovely. So, that is the episode. I'm going to go and find a new cardboard box to live in. <laughs> See you later. Bye.